coming to you from Star Studios in Denton, Texas. I'm Tom Collins Signs in Limerick, Ireland. This is Coffee with a Sign Painter, a podcast hosted by sign painter Sean Starr and Tom Collins. This groovy soundtrack was written and performed by Fergal Lawler of the Cranberries. Thanks, Fergal. Okay, so I'm with the guys from Right Way Signs in Chicago. Are you guys in Chicago? Yeah. Okay. So why don't you introduce yourselves and tell me what you guys are all about? All right. Want to start? You go ahead. Uh, I'm Alex Perry with Right Way Signs. Uh, founded this company with my uh, father, Chess, back in 2012. And uh, we originally, he had a sign company from uh, 1980. Uh, through 2005 in Evanston, right outside of Chicago. And uh, we kind of just made this leap right back into uh, sign painting uh, in 2012 to keep him busy as he maybe eased into retirement, kind of. Uh And uh, and, uh, I think timing was everything because the sign painters uh, documentary was in production around that time. Okay. uh, But coming out, so... We didn't expect uh, uh, sign paint, painting to make it the comeback that it did, so um, so yeah, that's why you know we started the company in 2012 just to keep it busy, and now here we are in Chicago, 18 employees later, and uh, working seven days a week. Yeah, that that sounds uh, taxing, but that's good. <laughs> so it, you chess is your dad, is that correct? Yeah. Yes. Okay, so you father and son team. Yep. Uh, and uh, Chess started the original company in 1980, is what you said. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, well, I went to a sign paint school in 1970 through 73 for three years. Okay. Then I worked at a sign shop uh, in Chicago through the 70s. And um, 1980, a chance came along to buy a sign shop. And I bought the sign shop in 1980. And, uh, had it for about 25 years, right? Roughly yeah. 25 years, you know. Then we made the switch to Chicago. So when you started in 1980, um, were you doing just hand-painted signs? Were you doing hand-painted signs and silk screening? Like, what was the nature of your business then? Yeah, I think back then it was pretty much called a commercial commercial sign shop. Mm-hmm. Did, you know, uh, paper signs, show cards, uh, plywood signs, Banners, truck lettering, okay, uh, and some sales screen printing, yeah. Okay, so all the all the standard stuff then. Yeah, right. And it was pretty much all in the shop. I never really went outside or anything. It was all everything was done in the shop back in those days. Right, right. And so, at the point yeah. that you guys decided to launch Rightway, um, what was the motivation behind that? Why Why did you guys go that direction? Uh, well, it, you know, when I when I I left in 2005, we had business partners. So, uh, you know, if you want to back up to about 2002, I was working at Northwestern University full time, and I noticed my dad was uh, maybe struggling to adapt to the new technologies that you know had been presented in the sign industry and and internet, website, all that kind of stuff. So. I saw an opportunity to come and work with him and help him out in that area. And uh, fast forward a few years later, um, a former employee of his came forward and said, hey, I want to you know, come back and work with you guys. We, we were real small. We weren't doing much revenue at all and uh, really couldn't afford to bring an employee on. 
She came back a day later and said, well, what if I invest in you guys and bring some money to the table? And at that time, I thought, well, what a great idea. You know, we can, we, now we can get the, the dream uh, truck that we've always wanted and all the equipment. Um, and it turned out to not be such an, uh, a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, bringing a partner in. And, and so I, I left in 2005 uh, to uh, uh, pursue um, a career in politics in, in kind of working behind the scenes with small businesses to try to help them state government um, and, and make sure their voice was heard in the state capitol. He stayed on, on board and, and I, you know, I see him every day now. I see him about seven, seven days a week. There isn't a day unless he's traveling that I don't see him. But back then I was talking to him maybe a couple times a month. Okay. And every, time I, every time I chat with him, he didn't sound very happy. He was doing a lot of vinyl work, you know, so uh, that was a good thing is he got a lot of training in installing vinyl on, on you know, every uh, surface imaginable. But he, he wasn't happy and, and 2011 came around and I, I got an email from my old business partner, which we didn't leave on very good terms. And I said, uh, she said, you know, your, your dad is slow and he's, he's not as motivated as he used to be. And I'm thinking, well, he's doing vinyl work. Of course he's not. Dissing, um, dissing your dad. That's, that's well, not good. <laughs> yeah, that was not good. So I, I, I was traveling overseas at that time. And I, I remember just sitting at, we were at this coffee shop and I remember thinking, you know what, uh, this, this is it. We're, we're going to start something for him. And like I said, ease him into retirement or something where he can just do something part-time, make some money and keep busy, right? Mm -hmm. So we started right way. And, and at, at that time, we were going to call it a lot of different things. We were going to call it maybe Perry Signs. We were going to call it a handful of things. And there was a company in Chicago called Whiteway Signs. Um, and we just never thought, for some reason, that name sounded uh, like they were saying it right. Hmm. Uh, we later found out the white the white ways uh, the great white way in uh, Chicago where all the theater dis you know the theaters are and all the great neon signage all that kind of stuff so um, so we decided to call it right way and it was just going to be purely a sign painting shop and like I said we we're going to keep him busy I'd build a website and then that would be it and I would run the business part while I kept my full time job okay so now you know I launched the website and about three four months later. All of a sudden, we started to get all these emails. Hey, we want you to do this mural. We want you to paint our wall. And it was all Chicago-based companies. And we were in Evanston at that time, mm -hmm. uh, starting out of someone's garage. And um, and it was that was not a very ideal situation either. So it, it just kind of happened. You know, like I said, timing was everything, right? Sign painting was making a comeback. Everyone loved the look and feel of this, you know, the human touch. They were sick of digital graphics and vinyl and all that, uh, all the other signed mediums. And, uh, you know, we just decided to launch it. And uh, I took him out April 1st, 2012. I wrote uh, an email to uh, his boss and saying, we're done and we're, uh, we're moving on. Okay. And, uh, and, and uh, you know, I still have a photo of him lettering his first magnetic for a landscaping company. Um, in Evanston, mm -hmm. and that was the first paid job. I think it was like $80 with the new company. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, I was doing it just to help him out. I didn't think it was going to become this, you know, seven day a week venture that it did become. And uh, we, uh, you know, fast forward five and a half years later, um, the company has, has become a different kind of animal, you know? And so I think, you know, going back to 2012 when we decided to do it, it was because we wanted him to keep busy and 
he wanted to do what he was passionate about. And I think the reason that old business partner wrote me and said, hey, you know, your dad doesn't seem as motivated anymore. Well, he had kind of lost his the fire, you know? I mean, he was doing vinyl work all day. And that kind yeah. of work sucks, you know? For any <laughs> of us that, you know, did paint and then got sucked into that out of survival, it, right. it just sucks, man. It, it, there's no... I mean, you're basically, you might as well go work in a factory, you know, punching a number on a machine all day. It's the same type of, of thing. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, that was that was where, you know, I, I was a little nervous about doing it because I didn't know what was going to happen. And it, it was kind of a risk for me because if it didn't work out, now I'm, you know, maybe my dad's going to come live with us. And I'm sure my wife wouldn't have been too happy about that. But, um, so... But it, it, we, we were very lucky and fortunate that, again, the timing was everything and that my dad, you know, had a reputation around uh, uh, the city of Evanston of, of being a great sign painter and sign artist. And he had a lot of clients that worked with him because they liked him, you know. Yeah. They, didn't go, they didn't go to the franchise shops um, because they enjoyed working with him and, and he knew what he was doing. And he also, you know, going to a sign painting school had a background in uh, commercial art so you know how to do a good layout right that also as well so so this this raises a lot of questions to me um and i've had a lot of conversations with um a lot of people in our situation of you know we weathered the storm we stuck with sign painting it kind of came back around and turned things around for a lot of us and made it a little more stable um mm-hmm. But I, I know that there's probably a lot of people listening, wondering, um, like, the migration that you guys have made of, um, I guess first, before we even get into that, you should probably explain to us, like, what is it that your shop now today does? Because you guys, when you started it, it sounds like you had the intention of just being a paint shop, but from everything that I've seen on your site, you've diversified into a lot of different types of signage so what all do you guys do just about everything (laughs) yeah just about everything uh except awnings is the way i explain to people awnings is a there's a lot of companies here in the chicagoland area that that's all they do Uh and uh it it can be a sign category but we just decided that that's so you're doing electrical you're doing all that yeah yeah yeah. so I think what what started to happen was as we took on, I, mean, I left my job, full, my full-time job downtown uh, Chicago in 2014 to do this full-time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was working nights and weekends and, you know, I'm married, I have kids. So it was really taking me away from my family life. And I, I told my wife, I said, I, I really think that this is, this can be, this can work. This could be a full-time uh, job. And, and looking back, I don't know how I would have ever survived staying at that job you know, and moonlighting as a sign shop owner. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so as, as one of the lessons I learned, I think, you know, growing up watching my dad make signs, paint signs is when 1990, right around that time when the vinyl graphic surge came and, and everyone was going away from sign painting and doing the new, you know, the cheaper and faster signs. Um, we, we really struggled during that time. And I remember thinking, you know, uh, when I left in 2014, I don't ever want to go through that again. Yeah. So we had to diversify and add more products and services. And what we found is it complements a lot of the stuff we do. So we might go into a big project uh, for um, a tech firm 
and they want us to do a mural and then we'll mention it. we do everything else and now all of a sudden what went from one mural went to a full-fledged you know sign package that it might take us a month to uh, complete you know so we're now we're doing these big scale projects which allow us to uh, do what we love which is sign painting so my dad is one of four sign painters that we employ here so you know we got two other guys right now doing a high school gym uh, we got another guy that you know might be traveling across the country to do a project for a, a well-known coffee company that we'll I won't mention here but uh, <laughs> but yeah so I, I think that we never wanted to go through that experience again is you know knock on wood I hope sign painting is here to stay um, but if we ever went into a situation again, we want to continue to do what we're passionate about, which is overall sign making. So yeah, we do we do pretty much we do neon. So we're bending neon, and, and not a lot of people are doing that anymore. Right. And that's making a comeback. So if you looked at our website, you're going to see a lot of handcrafted, hand painted, handmade signs. Um, we're doing a lot of stuff that we have to do, you know, to to pay the bills right we might not be on our website um but uh we've just become this full service sign company okay. um, you know, over the last five and a half years okay so that's interesting to hear your take on it you're obviously um very much from the businessman mindset of it so now let's hear from your dad <laughs> on you know I'm, I'm interested to hear from the perspective of an old school sign painter that's now in the middle of an 18 employee full-fledged sign company like what what's your take on it and i mean aside from the survival issues and that's something that concerns everybody that's in this business is just you know how much of your creativity how much of that freedom do you trade for the the security of having a more stable business so i want to hear from you chess on how you feel about that and all that yeah uh, the thing is great uh, but I, I usually you know don't get involved with that part of the business at all i just <laughs> yeah. you know i just stick to the sign painting yeah. you know I, I, like i say i said do it you know seven days a week so um see that's a dream scenario for most of us is if somebody yeah. took care of all the crap that we hate right. doing and yeah. i just had to paint and i could still make a good living that'd be pretty cool yeah i, I don't pay too much attention you know to the other stuff that goes on around there i just you know, involved with, as, like I say, with sign painting um, from seven in the morning till I get, you know, most of my jobs are outside. I'm rarely doing, you know, anything in the shop anymore. And are you work. digging that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's complete uh, under degree turn from, you know, what I was doing in the 80s. Yeah. When I owned a sign shop in Evanston. So you, you know, do you like getting out of the shop and dealing yeah. with people and dealing with the job and all that? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's usually big jobs, you know. So, um, you know, they, they take usually take three or four days, or sometimes a week or two. And I've been traveling. Uh, Do you have guys that working with you, like trainers? Yeah, Do you I was like take the mall stick and point at everything like a dictator <laughs> and tell them what to do. I think you've know, earned it at this point. I would. <laughs> that's that's a whole other podcast. It's pretty much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, of course, you got the you know digital printer does all the patterns from, so that makes it pretty easy for them. Uh -huh. You know, I, like I traveled, I was in uh, Tampa about a month ago. Okay. For four days doing a, a job down there. Nice. And I've been in Detroit, um, Dallas, uh, Houston, Atlanta, 
That's uh, awesome. Where yeah, else, yeah. Where else oh. I've been? I can't remember Apple. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much everywhere. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. I mean, it's interesting to hear him. You know, the stories not just from him, but from the other sign painters that work for us about all their own styles. You know, everyone's got their own method. And right. Where my dad, I see him being. Let's just, you know, we'll get it up there, make sure everything is, is uh, level and measured correctly, and let's just get going. Hmm. You know, all the artists have got their own style. They got to they gotta put it up there and step back and look at it and readjust it. And um, But, yeah, I mean, watching, uh, I think he's, he's right. I mean, growing up, uh, I used to go to the sign shop in the summers um, when I was little, and he was doing majority stuff for Northwestern University, painting all their signage. And... Uh, you know, he was working back then till two in the morning sometimes, and um, a lot of times you put in eighteen-hour days. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and so now I think it's it's like you were you you said a few minutes ago the business side of things, the the, the crap that other people don't want to deal with. I think that's why this is such a good partnership. Is that I enjoy the business side of it. I enjoy the strategy, and I don't always enjoy the you know collecting uh, payments and. Uh, you know, all the other things we have to do as a business owner. Um, but we try to be strategic in hiring people that will support him and the other sign painters to make their life a little bit easier. So we've got a project manager that works for us full time now. And she, you know, a lot of times he's coordinating with her to make sure that um, she's done all everything on her end to make sure, you know, when he arrives in Tampa, Florida, for example, he knows who he's got to talk to, where he's got to be, when he's got to be. So it's kind of just nice to see that when he was managing the business from 1980 to 2005 himself, he had to do all the above, like a lot of business owners have to. So we've gotten to this nice point where we have the support staff here to make our life a little bit easier, you know, so he can just take his paint, uh, paint kit and just go wherever he needs to go and get the job done. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so I think this is, this is why this works so well, is if I were to leave tomorrow, you know, the business side of it might go away, and now he's left doing all that on top of painting all the signs that he's doing. Well, don't get hit by a truck. Uh, <laughs> so, so does he ever get stuck doing vinyl? You don't do that to him, do you? Uh, no. Well, okay. I mean, maybe on a Saturday morning or Sunday morning, something like that. <laughs> there's, there's jobs where, um, you know, I, th I think that a lot of his skill uh, from when he was uh, trained as a sign painter of measuring things and aligning things properly, where we have some newer people on staff that maybe don't know how to do that as well. I mean, he can put it on, you know, window and just, just kind of like almost like he's putting a pattern up. Yeah. And, and then just, uh, you know, he's, he's learned how to use a squeegee. So once in a while, if there's a job that's sign painting plus vinyl, which it happens from time to time, uh, he might assist with that. So Okay. Just yeah. make sure you don't get him back into that life oh, no no, no. <laughs> never happen again <laughs> so how do you guys deal with um the weather in chicago like do you only paint outdoor stuff in the summer months and is that considered acceptable because everyone deals with the weather there or how does that work well we um uh, we pretty much go right through the winter do you not, not a whole lot of outdoor signs you know but a couple of years ago, I did a, a tavern. I think it was in January or February. It was 15 degrees. How, how so, do you keep your paint 
fluid because like here you know we're, we've got it really easy in the cooler months because it's still not cold cold here but still i mean the paint congeals on a cold day and that kind of thing like how do you deal with that it doesn't too much we use that uh what's it called low temp uh, yeah the reducer the reducer yeah, yeah. it helps but no, it still works pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I got to go, I got to, go to uh, Philadelphia in, in um, January. And so much inside, but there's a little bit outside. So, uh, so, so what do you do? Like, do, do you have it on gloves and stuff and work the brush got, with gloves on? Like, I don't understand how you make that happen. I got a pair of gloves, but the, the, the tops are cut off, so I got, you know, my fingers are exposed. Okay. Yeah. Usually about every... 15 minutes so i gotta you know jump in the truck and, and get warmed up yeah yeah we also we forgot to mention in the introduction uh that he is uh from newfoundland canada originally uh, okay was, so. yeah, the stories of him playing hockey until his toes and fingers were frosted and uh okay sure so, so you've already been damaged by cold from an early yeah. age so your body has acclimated and evolved yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretty much yeah yeah well i i that I, there is truth to that because you know down here um you know when you get into this kind of a hot climate um you know the first year is very traumatic and then after that it gets easier and easier and then people come down from northern states in the summer and they think that they're in hell on earth you know yeah but well, you just remember, adjust a few years ago, we came down when we, we stopped by your shop. We were in Dallas doing a rooftop. Yeah. Uh, yeah, painting a logo up there. And um, it's 105. Oh, I mean, our, our yeah, shoes were melting cool. on the roof. Uh -huh. and so then we were trying to come up with new strategies. Like, do we get up, you know, at 7 o'clock at night and go go to the roof when the sun is going down? Right. And that's what we start to do. Yeah. I mean, it was took me about four months to recover from that <laughs> yeah no i believe it i mean it, it it and you do you have to just work strange hours and you know yeah. you have to work around the heat when it gets like middle summer like that because especially yeah. on something like a roof you're just like sizzling like you're on a grill even in the shade it was pretty bad <laughs> yeah yeah. So I mean, we we never we never really stop. I mean, I I also follow the guys at Colossal Media, and I yeah. see that it seems like they never stop either. So I, I think uh, there's. I know I've seen videos of them in the winter with like snow blowing around, and they're and they're climbing over icy railings, and I'm like, <laughs> no freaking way, not in a million years, man. Couldn't couldn't get yeah. me to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we've. We've also just uh, joked around about opening up a right-way Florida division. So during the uh, winter months, let's go down there. It's always good to have an exit plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you guys are in, uh, you, you mentioned you're doing neon. I'm fascinated with neon. I've never had exposure or an opportunity to work with that. Um, but are, is from what I'm gathering from talking to a few people that are still keeping it alive um that sounds like it's got some similarities to sign painting as far as almost getting extinguished with led and all this other crap that doesn't look anything like neon and yep. now neon you know is kind of getting a little bit of a revival like um have you guys had difficulty finding materials for instance because i've heard some of the stuff like the government's trying to phase out certain things and what's yeah, been your experience? We, uh, we're, we're fortunate that Chicago's got a lot of uh, 
sign supply companies that they're even their maybe their regional headquarters are here for the Midwest. Okay. So we haven't had a hard time with supplies, even with you know one shot. I mean, I sometimes forget when we're traveling to other uh, areas of the country that uh, it's not as easy to find oh, one yeah. shot. We'll show up in Dallas, and all of a sudden we're trying to figure out where we need to go uh, to to buy that stuff. So it's the same way with neon. I think we've got a handful of suppliers here, but um, I haven't done too much research on what's going on in terms of uh, you know environmental regulations around neon. I, I would imagine that it's going to be challenging because I mean neon is uh, for us. We don't do it full time, and I'm sure a lot. If there's anyone listening to this that does it full time. Um, you know, there's a lot of tricks, just like in sign painting. Yeah. And, and, but there's also, uh, for us, it's probably not even fair to compare it with sign painting. Sign painting is its own. You know, you paint it on a wall and hopefully it stays there for 10, 20 years. Neon, it, it, it can be so temperamental, mm-hmm. you know, especially in Chicago. So you get some bad weather, uh, you know, something's not hooked up right or there's a leak in the glass. You know, and, and that's what we try to explain to people, kind of the same way we try to explain to people about when we're hand painting a sign or a mural, that it's going to have imperfections in it. Right. And that's that's why we hope they're buying it. We're hoping they're not buying it because they think it's cheaper or whatever yeah. it may be. But you've, I'm sure, had those clients once in a while where they'll get up real close and say, well, we see a, a paint streak in, you know, in the, in the letter. Well, yeah, well, I've... I've dodged that in recent years because two things. One is if I can tell in the conversation with somebody that they're viewing sign painting as just like what you're saying, like, oh, well, this will be cheaper than getting a bunch of big boards all patched together to cover this wall. Yeah. I won't I won't work with them. Okay. Um, and the other thing is we've kind of i don't know if you would even call it developing it a style or whatever but it's just kind of organically happened that most of our work um we exaggerate things like the brush strokes and weathered look and all of that so most of the people calling us that's precisely what they want is something that looks hand rendered that looks like somebody actually took the time to paint it as opposed to a decal so we don't get too much crossover um of people like looking at our site and then calling we do the get the occasional call where somebody's just trying to you know we've got a 20-foot wall and we want this huge thing painted so that we can sell more crap you know we don't really get those calls any anymore much but when we do i i won't work with them because it's just i know i know what they're after is not what we're after and it's not going to work yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're getting a little bit better at recognizing those calls when they come in. Um, but uh, but the same thing with Neon. We're trying to explain to people that, uh, you know, versus Las Vegas or Los Angeles, uh, you know, the Neon is, uh, holds up different different in those climates. Mm-hmm. You know, in Chicago, it gets a little dimmer in the wintertime. Um, and again, you know, we, we get some bad weather. If it's built right, it should never really go out, right? But transformers can uh, go... Uh, they can go out and then we got to get in there and maintenance it or sometimes they get tripped and then someone inside has got to reset it, but they don't know how to reset it. You know, so there's there's a lot more involved with it. So we try to explain to people when they want neon, especially exterior neon, that there's going to be uh, a little bit of maintenance to it over the years. Right. Uh, OK, so 
so yeah, it's an, it's interesting. It's 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 interesting to work with, and I love the way it looks. I mean, we have it all over our shop, mm-hmm. but uh, it's definitely one of those items that last year, after last year, I was thinking about nixing it from our services, but then we just had so many people calling about it, and and you know, complimenting our other work that we kind of said, well, maybe we just need to keep that on board because it will lead to hopefully other projects as well. Right. So you guys have eighteen employees. And Correct. you mentioned you're working seven days a week. Like, yeah. what are you trying to accomplish? Like, what are you trying to get to? <laughs> or are you just trying to stay, keep up? Like, what are you, what are you hoping it to all turn into at some point? <laughs> For me, it's just love and pain signs, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I just can't stop. <laughs> so so you, you, you're, you're fine with him just running and running and doing whatever turns him on as long as you get to keep painting? Yeah. Is that right? I keep painting. Yep. Yeah, I get That's that. That's it. Yep. Uh, for me, I mean, it's it's one of those things where um, I mean, I have three kids now, so it's it's a little bit different for me thinking about you know obviously family and not just supporting them, but a good work life balance, right? Yeah. Uh, but th- but this business, I I think um, I have worked in a few other industries, and this business tends to. It's just different, you know. It, it's there's there's never um, a dull moment, <laughs> never a dull moment. But yeah, it's a total circus. Oh you know, yeah, I always I always joke. My dad said we got to get caught up, and he just laughs at me every time I say that. There's there's uh, no catching up. No, uh, they're always going to be a little bit behind. But for me, I, I think it's I, I have this. You know, our family are all design designers in some way. So obviously, my dad's a sign painter. Uh, my brother's a photographer. My mom's a quilter. For me, it's all in my head. I like watching the designs come together, kind of like a you would see a logo design, like a really good logo design or a website design. Um, I like seeing a tangible sign made. You know, it's uh, it's fun to watch uh, the fabrication floor uh, put something together. Um, you know, they might fabricate a big marquee arrow, and then my dad might ha- you know do his sign painting on it and, and make it look uh, distressed, like it's been around for 40 or 50 years. And then when, we, when it's installed on the building and, and the customer's happy, that's what I enjoy seeing, you know? So it's uh, it's kind of like this adrenaline rush every day. I definitely need to, you know, like you said, what's your end goal here? I definitely don't want to become 40, 50, 100 employees big. I mean, that, that just becomes a little too much to manage. Yeah, uh, the, the reason I ask is, you know, when, when I was working with my dad years ago um, and my oldest brother worked there and... Uh, we had a few other guys working with us. Um, you know, it kind of turned into the same thing where we were just chugging constantly. Yeah. Um, and I, that's something I remember thinking when I was younger is like, what's the point? Like, what, what are we doing this for? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, so I'm just curious if you guys had like a, a goal in mind or if, you know, uh, I mean, you, obviously you're raising kids, so you're trying to, you know, facilitate things that they need and all that, but it's, I'm just wondering, like, where do you go from here? Yeah. You've obviously very, been very successful in building this. Yeah. For me, it's just keep sign painting so I can no longer paint. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, well into my 90s, I hope. <laughs> there's, there's guys that have done it, so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For, I mean, one of the things we talk about internally, too, is, you know, we would rather, you don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, but I wouldn't mind having two or three big clients that, we do, I don't want to say everything for, but maybe we're doing a lot of their sign painting. Maybe we're doing some fabrication. 
um, you know, we built a really good team here. I mean, we got a lot of great people that work here. They're all artists in their own right. I mean, whether they studied it in college or they do things on the weekends. So everyone here is very creative. And, and I think that versus other sign shops that I've seen, you know, so sometimes a lot of people just come and work a nine to five and that's it. So I, I want to see us as a team keep working together and growing as a company. But for me, I think I would rather work with three or four clients all year round than work with a hundred clients. Yeah, it's sure. Really get to understand what we're doing for them in their offices or their stores or whatever it may be. Um, that for me would be much better. I mean, it's a probably a dream scenario for everyone, right? Just get that one client that, that's all you do. Yeah, and that, and that brings up a good point, too, because we've, over the last couple of years, developed a relationship with one specific client that we do a lot of work for, um, and we have a great relationship with. And as much as I love that, and that's the bulk of our workflow in a lot of ways, it also terrifies me because, mm-hmm. you know, it, as... Chess can probably attest. I mean, doing it as long as he has, it's boom and bust. You know, year, you know, decade after decade, there's always the boom and bust cycle. So there's almost this fear that I carry of if I've got too much eggs in this basket and things go south with them, where they just have to back off or they have to slow down their pace or whatever. Then, like, oh my gosh, you know, then I'm trying to figure that out so i don't know it's uh it's always like this thing in front of you the the things that you think will make things more stable or whatever and then but there's also risk and um i don't know what the answer is yeah well i mean the, the roof that we did down in dallas we did another one in atlanta the one we did in dallas the logo was eighty-four thousand square feet Something. And then the one we did that he did in um, Atlanta was 190,000 square feet. Okay. And so I, I remember when you guys were in town and I was yeah. like, how in the world do you even approach that? Why don't you explain to us like how you approached that? D- didn't you say something about like rolls of clear plastic or something or, or ropes? What did you guys end up doing? We had a rope. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we had an eight and a half by 11 um, mock-up. Uh-huh. With sizes on it, and uh, pretty much just you know measure the size, uh, starting from the edge of the building, and, and moving in. And uh, so, how many feet long by tall was this roughly? The hundred going down was hundred feet, was it? One hundred fifty feet by eighty feet tall, or something, something like that. Yeah, it was. So basically, well, that one was uh, pebbles, so we didn't have a roller court or anything. So I just uh, you know stretched the rope. With a brick on each end of it, pulled it tight, and then took, took a spray can and just sprayed the edges. And then, That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was. If you remember that one, that was where we, we got the job. Uh, we learned later from the client that it was not going to be a flat roof; it was rocks. Uh-huh. And stuff. <laughs> so when, I'll never forget the look on his face when when he we went to an Indiana location, and he I got up on I got up on the uh, on the roof first. And I'm looking, thinking, what the heck did I get us into? I'm and then sure. seeing, his, seeing his head pop out of that that um, entryway into the roof, I mean, he was looking at me like, what? What have you what? done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how are we going to do this? Uh, yeah. So, I think him doing it with ropes, we thought about doing it with 
you know, we've seen other people do it online with plastic masks and all that yeah. stuff. This, this was way too big, though. This was uh, so, you know, out of all four sign painters uh, that we have, they're all extremely talented. But he was really the only one I trusted to do a roof like this. So, yeah, well, that I, I think most of us would just not even want to touch it with a 10 foot pole of just I don't even know where to begin the logistics of that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, the roll was pretty easy, though. You know, once you stretch that thing. Was it block it. letters? Like, what? what? Uh, it's, all, it's all block lettering, yeah. 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 Well, how did yeah, you we, do the curves? Um, I had, uh, well, I measured where the, where the, roughly where the center was. Uh-huh. And uh, put a stick there and tied a rope around it. And okay. Alex held on the I went way, 80 feet away, pulled it tight and with a spray can and just... <laughs> Did the curve? Okay, uh, well, you're you're a braver man than me, but I think that's awesome that you figured it out. Yeah, it worked. I think yeah. it was Mike Meyer uh, Myers a few years back had posted some stuff of things he had done on football fields or something. I remember seeing that. I was just like, my my, yeah. my brain has the capacity to work up to a certain size and then it stops functioning. Yeah. So I look at that and I'm like, I I don't know. <laughs> but when in, in Atlanta, we uh, my my youngest son went with me and uh, we used uh, that was um, just a rubber membrane, rubber yeah, yeah flat yeah. roof, and so we used the the chalk line on that one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that that worked out pretty good. The the best part about both projects is the 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 client wanted us to have a drone hovering, capturing every moment of this. But <laughs> you, if, you've, if you've ever used a drone, first of all, both both locations are by the airport, so that's not allowed. Okay. Uh, second of all, a drone battery lasts about 20 minutes. Ah. And what you can accomplish in 20 minutes is not very much. Right. So, uh, so in, in Dallas, after I think after we saw you, I had to charter a helicopter to because we had to get photos of this. I mean, how are you going to get a photo? Yeah, that's photo? true. Yeah. And uh, you know that was you. That's probably the parts of the job that are well terrifying, first of all, but fun at the same time because you don't get to do that every day, right? So, you know, the guy's hovering around the uh, the roof, and I can see my dad, who looks like a little, you know, ant on the roof, and uh, we were right in line with one of the um, arrival lanes. So they're saying, you know, the air traffic control saying, please uh, prepare for a 747 coming through, and the turbulence. And I mean that was unreal. Yeah. And I'm th at that moment again, I'm thinking, why am I doing this? Were you down by Love Field or by Big DFW? The big Love, Love yeah, Field. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, uh, so you know, those are the moments where you're questioning why you're doing this. But yeah. then after, after you land and look at the footage and the photos, you know, it's it's satisfying. I mean, it was it was cool to see that we had actually, majority mainly him laid out this entire logo on a roof, and uh, and and executed it. You yeah. know. Um, exactly how it needed to look. So, fun time. Yeah, that's awesome. Are those pictures on your site or anything? Yeah, yeah. We have the. We actually. So we launched a new website uh, a few weeks ago, uh, and uh, we have a roof uh, painting section. So we don't have that many projects under our belt, but we got three right now. We did one for uh, Napa Auto um, about five or six years ago yeah. out by um, O'Hare in Chicago. So. Okay, yeah, we got called by a, a plumbing, a big, big plumbing company here a few years back to do a thing on a roof, and I, I passed on it. I'm like, I, I don't even know where to begin. Well, and, and that that's the, the reason I told that whole story about the roof is that you know. 
when you say, well, what's the end goal? When I when I started thinking about it, I, I thought, well, you know what? This is such a a specialty, right? Not everyone's going to want to paint a logo on a roof. And I was talking with him. I said, well, you could be traveling year round, whether or not I don't know if you really want to do that or not. But you know, it would take you all over the country, and sure, uh, yeah. And, and so I thought, well, maybe we just become a, a sign painting roof logo business, mm-hmm. you know. And then that way, I don't have to have all the overhead of the warehouse and all the the fleet and all that stuff. I mean, yeah, there's a balance to try to figure out what you really, you know. Yeah, and it and it changes year to year too. I mean, that's you know what we found is um, there's been a few things that we've really started working in a certain direction and enjoyed it, and then kind of over a few years, for instance, you know we we've done a lot of exterior wall signs here. And uh, when when we first uh, got out here from California, I was like, that's something I really want to dive into because we had done some of it in California, but not to the extent that we've done here. And after a few years of working in July and August on the side of a building getting burnt to a crisp, I'm like, screw this. This is not what I want to be doing. (laughs) So, you know, we... We had also built up a pretty good business with, you know, gilding on glass, which is always on the interior and always in the air conditioning. And so I started working more in that direction. Then we got into, you know, doing all the old hot rod stuff that I used to do with my dad again. And so it's it's evolved. And I, I kind of like, I don't know, maybe I'm bipolar, but it like, <laughs> you know, from one year to the next, I'm more like, well, I think I kind of want to take this stuff more and turn down this stuff more yeah we did uh, a roof uh, not a roof but a wall for a place called the Hotel Lincoln in Chicago mm-hmm. that was about 200 feet in the air and uh, I remember when we were that was in the early days of right way so I remember reviewing the project and thinking okay you got to get up on the swing stage and it's you know it's gonna be windy up there because it's right off of Lake Michigan um, he's afraid of heights, so that was also interesting. Mm-hmm. And I remember going up with him the first day. He's putting on his harness, and he's standing on the edge of the building, and the skyline is in the background. And he just kind of jumps down on the scaffolding. And I'm thinking, what the? I, I don't know if just that that mindset sets in where I just, I can't be afraid. We just got to get this done. Yeah. But kind of what old I thought school, was buddy. Gonna, That's old school. school yeah. <laughs> yeah. What I thought was going to be the most challenging project of the year. I don't want to say turn into the easiest, but it turned into the, I mean, it was not as hard as I thought it was going to be. Okay. And then you get a simple project ground level that just gives you all kinds of problems, yeah. you know? So yeah. that's what I think is so interesting about this business is every time you assume one thing, it's always the other, you know? Yeah, Same, yeah, for sure. Sure. Yeah. Same with clients. I mean, you think one client is going to be super easy and they turn into, you know. The client that, from hell. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much. And then the, the client you think is going to be nitpicky about everything just kind of looks at, uh, you know, you're working, they say it looks great and they pay their invoice. So it's an interesting business. It is a very, uh, that it is. <laughs> okay. Very. So I, you know, we've, we've recently resumed the podcast after a hiatus. Um, and, uh, the interview I did on last month's, uh, was with Catherine from, um, the Houston center for contemporary craft are doing a whole exhibit on sign painting right now. Um, but I failed to do something that's a tradition with the show, which is I never asked her like what she's listening to right now. And so I'm interested to hear like from both of you, like what you guys are listening to music wise. 
Music-wise? Chess is looking at me like, what the hell are you talking about? What's wrong yeah, with this, you? <laughs> this is an easy one for him. So yeah. what do you listen to? What are that? You mean like what music? Well, yeah, when you're working or if you're sitting oh. around at home. Like what, what, are you, what are you listening to? Classic country. That's uh, what I listen to. All right. <laughs> I'm a big fan of that genre. So, so give me an example. Like, like who is that to you? Johnny Cash. Okay. Um, Woody Nelson. You know, all the old, all the old timers. Okay, so like '60s, '70s era country. No, no, not much '70s. '50s yeah. and '60s. '50s. Okay, so old. Back, yeah. going, going back. Okay. Fatty Climb. Um, old honky tonk music. Old honky tonk. Yeah. yeah. Hank Williams. Yeah. All those stuff. Okay. Good. Good stuff. Uh, yeah, I was in Nashville what three times now, I think. And the first time I went there, Alex got me tickets. I had to go. I had to go to the Grand Ole Opry. You know, I had okay. to see that. So. Nice. So I went there yeah, one night, so that was that was a yeah. lot of fun. That, that's one thing I try to do with each city he visits is try to find something special, knowing he might not be back there, right? Right. And now he wants to move to Nashville, so now <laughs> I've got that issue. Uh, well, then what did you guys do in Dallas when you were in town? We didn't do much because we were... You just made him work, didn't you? <laughs> we were both. It was uh, so hot that we just uh, want to get this done and get out of here. Air conditioning, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we went downtown, and I, I mean, I, I've been to Dallas before, but I, you know, walked down to the area where JFK, you know, that whole mm -hmm. uh, area. So I went, yep, went down there. Um, then Tampa, I tried to get him to a hockey game since he's a, you know, we're all we're both big hockey fans, but uh, there was no game going on. Yeah, so, so yeah, we try to do something every uh, every once in a while. But I will tell you this about his music selection uh, with Johnny Cash. He we got him an Alexa, an Amazon Alexa, and he put on Johnny Cash. He learned how to, you know, tell Alexa to put it on, and it's never turned off. So for two years, <laughs> Johnny Cash has been going 24 hours a day, and I don't know how Amazon pays its royalties, but I'm sure we're. Uh, but you're definitely getting the better end of that deal, huh? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, my my niece is married to one of the Boston Bruins, so if you're a hockey fan, I imagine that's something. Which one? Oh, what's his name? I should say. Uh, I, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I think it's Kretschy. Um, he, oh, yeah. It's, yeah. He's a <laughs> Czech guy. Yeah. 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 Kretschy. Yeah. He's a walking uh, hockey encyclopedia. So okay. He's, okay. He's, he's going to every game. Did, are, do you yeah. know stats and all that? Because my, well, my uncle is like a baseball, like he's like the rain man of baseball. He knows, like in 1973, this game against who, what scores were, all that. Like for real, he really does. No, I don't care too much about the stats. It's um, just watching the game. Okay, cool. Um, but, you know, there's 31 teams now, so it's a lot of, a lot of stats to try and remember. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the job has its benefits because we, we did, when it was just him and I in 2013, 2014, actually, we had a few employees at that time, but I wanted to, um, you know, kind of reward him for all the hard, I mean, the hard work he was doing because he doesn't ask for much. I mean, you know, we... There's some food, that's it. <laughs> Again, old school. <laughs> yeah, old school. So I, I took him to a Wayne Gretzky fantasy camp in Vegas. Okay. And okay. Uh, so he played with Wayne Gretzky for a week. So that nice. was, you know... Kind of uh, taking care of pops. I like it. That's good. Yeah. We were uh, we were at uh, the United Center where the Blackhawks played, and we were going to the home opener a few years back, and we're sitting in the bar where we lettered all this um, signage for uh, Goose Island Brewery. Brewery, and on the TV, Wayne Gretzky was up there for kind of a reunion, celebrating the uh, anniversary of their Stanley Cup, 
And he goes, just one day I want to go to that Wayne Gretzky fantasy camp. But by that time, I had already booked it. Hmm. And I'm thinking, well, we'll see. You know, I don't know. He might be too busy. <laughs> he might be too busy in the spring. So, um, Dream so yeah, crusher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he was surprised. We, we had Wayne Gretzky wish him a happy birthday on a video. So that was kind of cool. You know, that's so, cool. Cool. yeah, the job has its perks. But uh, um, for me, it's Pearl Jam. Pearl Jam and uh, Guns N' Roses. That's what I'm, uh, that's what I'm listening See, to right now. You're still stuck in high school then. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, That's yeah. okay. Those are some good bands. Yeah. I haven't kept up. Now that uh, satellite radio is out, I'm not listening to the radio anymore. So I yeah. have no idea what's out there. So yeah, I'm there's nothing good out there. So anything oh. being played on radio anyway, I don't think. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, okay. Well, cool. Well, thanks for taking time out of your seven day a week work schedule to come yeah. talk to me on this show. Yeah, Thanks for having us. Again, I was hoping to have uh, Tom Collins pipe in, um, but we're trying to work out scheduling right now because he's he's in Ireland, so that's six hour time difference for him. And but uh, we'll get it worked out. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And hopefully, hopefully next time we're in town, we'll stop by and see your new studio. Yeah, definitely do. You know, we we've uh, we, we we dig the new spot. You know, it's allowed us to expand into some other things. Uh, got a welding table over there. We're going to be doing some of the more like metal marquee signs mixed into things too. Nice, uh, so, nice. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. something I've always wanted to get into and um, more creatively than business-wise you know it's just something i want to explore so yeah, decided since we've got the space now to get into that and so 2018 will be a fun year i think yeah yeah absolutely yeah, yeah absolutely well hit us up next time you're doing a yeah. ridiculous huge roof or something down this way and we'll, <laughs> we'll, do. Go, we'll do, do. go grab lunch or something yeah, yeah. absolutely sounds good yeah all right thanks. all right yeah thank you thanks guys yep bye bye okay have cats this is the part of the show where we play a song from the Arhuli archive, so pay attention. You can get these tunes from the legendary Arhuli records at arhuli.com. Now sit back, open up some one shot, crank up the volume, and expand your minds, babies. Working on the railroad, sleeping on the ground, eating saltine crackers, ten cents a pound. Big balls in Cowtown, we log up down. Big balls in Cowtown, we'll dance around. Stay in Cowtown, I'll stick around, hold up your way. 